So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that use a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. Hello, fantasy football world, and welcome back to episode seven of the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast, a part of the Air It Out podcast network. We are your hosts. I'm Chantel. And I'm Joe. You can find us on all media platforms now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and now iHeartRadio. Please like, follow, get notifications of new episodes. It'll let you know Whenever we drop a new show, if you click the little notification bell, it'll notify you that there's a new episode out and you should go take a listen. Please remember, it's so, so important to rate and review the podcast. We look forward to your input. The more you do those ratings, the better we get at this. And it helps us climb those podcasting charts as well. And we really want that. Also, each show description has a support this podcast link embedded in it. And if you like and you feel so inclined, you can uh, click that link and make a contribution that will help make it that much easier for us to bring you a new show every week and show the pod some love. So please check it out. And lastly, don't forget to follow us at Air It Out Network on Instagram now that our uh, housekeeping is done and out of the way. How was your week, Joe? Well, I'm just the guy. How was your week? My week was pretty good, and I love the uh, Just a Guy reference. So the voice you heard at the very top of the show was the one and only Steve Smith. And you you guys know exactly where it's from if you happen to catch Thursday night football pre-show stuff. Well, what did you think of the, um, we'll call it a dust-up between Jerry Judy and Steve Smith. But before you answer, let me play it for you in its entirety so you get a complete picture of everything that was going on. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was walking by and Steve called out to him and he got a different reaction. I called out to him because on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. When I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face to face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past. I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Ra, was ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right, and then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that use a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying 
that you're an average wide receiver, that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say, no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. What'd you think? I thought it was fun to watch. I like Steve Smith. He's always been very animated. You know, he's got a lot of action for being a smaller guy. He took big hits over there. Definitely a Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer. Right. Jerry Judy might be just the guy. I'm going to give you <laughs> give our listeners some stats here. Okay. So he was drafted in 2020 in the first round. He was 15th overall by the Denver Broncos. So let's do some people who are behind him. C.D. Lamb, 17th overall by the Dallas Cowboys. Justin Jefferson, 22nd by the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Let's go to the second round. Jalen Hurts by the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> so, and let's do some stats so far. We'll just do this here. We'll do uh, 2023. In 2023, he has 20 catches for 222 yards and no touchdowns. Maybe he should have stayed in his lane. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know what? So w I didn't see it like live when it first happened. I was in the, another part of the house and my husband, Kevin, calls and he's like, oh my God, Steve Smith just went like ham on Jerry Judy like, on national TV, dropped the mic on him, everything, basically. And my initial reaction, my first instinct was like, he should be a professional. There's no way he should be <laughs> talking about people like that on live television. You know, you're analyst now what are you doing and then i took a beat and i was like well let me hear it yeah. rewind it play yeah. it back and then i listened and i was like it's not even that bad i've been called worse things by my sure. own mother so i mean it's just an opinion players have been dragged for much smaller things you know what for what people consider to be poor play yeah. so just to be oh he's just a guy everybody's going to give you that opinion in the sports world at some point they're not going to like what you're doing, how you're playing. Maybe it was Steve Smith trying to fire him up. They had a big game against, you know, division rival. They haven't been Kansas City in a long time. That, so maybe that he was is trying to... not what the body language yeah. <laughs> said from, so. from uh, Steve Smith. But just like you said, Steve Smith is known for being an outspoken guy. And that's one of the reasons fans love him. Yep. He is doesn't seem to be one that's going to back down from any kind of challenge or fight. Nope. But, you know, I was happy that later on in the broadcast, he doubted back a little bit, you know, and, you know, he caught himself and was like, you know what, I'm a professional. I don't want the world to see either of us in that light, so let's move on. But I think Jerry Judy, on the other hand, may not have been quite ready for that. He had he still had other comments later on, like in um, post-game interview stuff, but he's a younger guy and the ability to let cooler heads prevail. That's something that comes with time and maturity. And age and stuff. And, well, yeah. Judah's young guys and millionaires. He's not there yeah, yet. he's not exactly. there. Exactly. He'll get there though. He'll yeah, get for there, sure. Though. But right. moving on, week six of uh, football is over and done and yes. time is certainly ticking away in fantasy leagues. But let's take a look at what happened in this thing of ours. It's time for the Air It Out Fantasy Football League recap. So this week, let's see, coming out on top, reclaiming his number one spot, Zulu Nation, now five and one. Another big winner, LC's Classic 73 team with this week's high score of 177.55 points. Now with a record of four and two and in third place. That Grizzly, now three and three, moving up into fourth place. And then left hand of Thanos with the second highest score of the week at 62.2. Also three and three, holding on at... Fifth place, and then rounding out this week's winners is uh, 52 Fake Out, climbing to a record of two and four, and still with a little ways to go in ninth place. Now, 
As for everyone else, taking a tumble down to second place, yours truly, the Battle Beast, now four and two. Florida Fade, now three and three, and in sixth place, the Road Warriors, also three and three, in seventh place. The Players Club falling to two and four, and now in eighth place, rounding out us unfortunate souls this week, Bulldog Joe falling to one and five in 10th place. Very competitive league, though, still. I mean, there's super competitive yeah, league. Yeah, I mean, from the one through seven, anything can really happen. Still, and even really eight or nine aren't out. I am in bad shape, but there's really anything that can go elsewhere. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, even even looking at the point totals, I didn't mention those, in, but they're all very, very close. So very it could go close. either way. But big games this week, another great week. LC's Classic 73 team led by the high-powered offense of the Miami Dolphins with a running back Mostert putting up 36 fantasy points and Tua not far behind with 31. Cherry on top, Travis Kelsey feasting and putting up 23 fantasy points while the rest of us are left to starve in tight end purgatory. But yep. uh, Amon Ross St. Brown for left hand of Thanos also. Very big win, yep. 32 fantasy points on 12 receptions, 15 targets, 124 yards, and a TD. And we can also see that uh, squeaky wheel over in Philly, A.J. Brown, is still getting the oil. He put up 22 fantasy points for Zulu Nation this week, seven receptions, nine targets, 131 yards, 52 fake out. Also in a relatively close one this week with Florida Fade. I think they were separated by maybe 10 points or so. But uh, his triple crown winner, Cooper Cup himself, put him over the top, 29 fantasy points, seven receptions, 148 yards, and a touchdown. For the unfortunate ones, uh, the not-so-great games, the Road Warriors, they were let down in a big way, I think, by losing a quarterback, Justin Just Fields. Fields. Yeah, yeah, in the third quarter. That pretty serious. Yeah, I think dislocated thumb on the throwing hand. I'll get a little more into the injury report. In the injury yeah. report, yep. Yeah. And then I think Dobbs didn't do him any better in the flex. He came no. up uh, pretty short, only posting 12 points. And speaking of terrible quarterback play in the flex position. Russell came up way short for the Battle Beast this week with only nine points, but I can't blame my total loss on Russ like the rest of the world does. There was just some bad management on my point. I had a bunch of points on the bench, 30 points from Adam Thielen, who I mulled over and over should I play and then decided not to, but and see where it got me. And speaking of poor management this week, Florida Fade. Also guilty of poor management. 23 points on the bench from Drink London. Who would have thought, right? I can't believe we're basically approaching the halfway seats point of the season. It seems like just yesterday we were like, oh, it's so early. And we're basically halfway there. Time flies when you're having fun. I know. Yep. That's marching on and on. But that's what's up in the air it out uh, league. And moving on to the big leagues now. Joe, what's up in the NFL this week? Okay. For the league recap, we'll start with the trades and movement. The Eagles signed. Dun, dun, dun. Julio Jones. I saw that today. <laughs> 34 years young. Going to go out there and run with Devonta. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I like it too. I can't see him anymore as a role player. Somebody who's going to go sit at the sticks and maybe get your first down when you really need it. Uh, fantastic hands. Great career. Yeah. I was kidding when I said I like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I um, don't like it. Who? I mean, come on. Who are they going to get next? Good news is not Michael Irvin looks that, like he's in shape. Jerry Rice? Those commercials right, are great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Next one. A younger man, but a guy who was in another league pretty quick, was uh, James Robinson. I liked him in his Jacksonville time. He played for the Jets okay. for a tiny bit. He's only 25 years old. And, uh, yeah, the Giants picked yes. him up, I guess, to I see that too. sit behind Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all the movement. The NFL trade deadline's coming up on the 31st, so this will get a little bit hotter as we get a little bit closer. To yeah, I know. Lots of names. Yep. Speaking of one, Jerry Judy, I heard, tossed around a bit, too. So we'll see what happens with that. So so we'll talk about Denver for a second since we're talking about it. it what, what do you think goes on there? Do you think it's a full rebuild now of the Russ experiment, all the money, all the picks, all so the stuff? I don't. I hate to call it an an experiment. I think that naturally their athletes are at the top of their profession, right? The best in the world, the NFL. They're going, I think it's instinctively hard for them to not be competitive. So there, I think there'll be no like hard reset, like trying to tank or whatever, none of that stuff. So, but I do think I've heard all the comments about like a fire sale. They're going to trade off people, see where they can get in terms of picks for them and reset. And I think that's probably more accurate. So this will be part B. Everyone hears about Belichick and Brady. Now we're going to talk mm-hmm. about Sean Payton and Drew Brees. The New Orleans Saints yes. success. Yes. Was it Drew I, Brees? Or, it, was it Drew Brees or Sean Payton? Drew Brees, another first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't have the stats in yes. front of you, but I don't need to. If you're a football fan over the last 20 years, you know what Drew Brees accomplished. Mm-hmm. I think that it was definitely, I, I think, and we spoke to this a little bit last week, It talent is required. You cannot just take any Joe Schmo, and that's not what I'm calling (laughs) Russell at all, but and put them into your system and think that you're going to get a 10-time visitor to the Super Bowl and a seven-time. It doesn't work that way. Field generals. Those men I just named are field generals. Without those, you see what happens. Patrick Mahomes is a field general. I mean, Mm -hmm. those type of players. And this is not to, to undercut those phenomenal coaches in any way they are brilliant in their own right but i think we see where your the bread's really buttered brilliant in a way that they said i have a leader here let him go take these men these 11 men and lead them down the field for me and win super bowls (laughs) for me and that's what happened yeah very cool all right so that's it for the trades and moving on to the news and headlines uh we don't talk about defensive guys a ton like we talked about last week but i will right now to the colts defensive tackle grover stewart was suspended for six games of the pds he is their run stuffer is the only reason i'm bringing it up Okay. So that will hurt their run defense a little bit. And, you know, people haven't been paying attention. Indianapolis is not terrible. They're 3-3 three and three and very live in their division. Mm-hmm. So even with losing, we'll get into Anthony Richardson here in a minute or two, but right. losing him for potentially, it sounds like, the season for now. For, well, Anthony Richardson on the season, not yeah, yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anthony right. Richardson is possibly out for the season. There, so right. I did surgery. see something that he decided to have the surgery. Right. right. Okay. So it looks like that might be over and it's going to be right. uh, something else going on. I don't know. Then I think it's probably going to be tough sledding for them for quite a, a ways then. I talked about in one of the early shows about Gardner Minshew yeah. and an opportunity to lead a team why he hasn't gotten in that stuff. This is going to be his opportunity. He's going to be their guy mm-hmm. for the rest of the year now. So, yeah. and it's a, it's almost halfway through the season, but they're three and three, very right. much still alive. So, mm-hmm. what happens going forward? We'll see. The next one, Mac Jones came out all confident that he can lead the Patriots. The okay. Patriots lead them to the dumpster fires where he's <laughs> leading them because there's no playoffs, there's no anything. Okay. So, yeah. Um, we've talked about the Patriots enough. I, I just don't think this is going to be their year. And I don't. Mac Jones could turn around and I sure hope he does. I like to see comeback stories. You know what? I don't see that. And I mentioned a little bit further down also, you know, Bill Belichick saying, okay, we're hitting the reset button. Like, well, what other choice do you have? And you can hit that button as many times as you like. I don't see it turning any, not this season at least. So, I mean, and then with Mac Jones, I kind of feel bad for him because what do you expect him to say? No, I can't lead the team. So, of course, he's going to say that and come out with confidence. And then when I think, by all means, I think playing for, 
guy like Bill Belichick is probably extremely, extremely difficult. I would and agree so with that. that probably weighs on his confidence a ton as well. So he did play better. The Las Vegas Raiders are not known for their defense. So that was his probably best opportunity to go against someone a little softer. And he right. has to come home and play the Jets again, of course, and Buffalo and everyone else, Miami. So good luck to to, to him. Next one, uh, Brian Callahan, coach of the Bengals, said all Bengals not named Jamar Chase need to step up. <laughs> I tend to agree after looking okay. at Joe Mixon last I week agree. And, and everyone Agreed. else. Yeah. If they're, uh, they're in a pretty tough spot themselves uh, in a very competitive division with Pittsburgh playing a little better than people thought. And uh, Baltimore, of course. And Cleveland. Cleveland got a big win last, last week, but we'll talk about that a little more. Right. They do need to step up if they're going to be They do. I don't like the comment, though. I mean, like, because it, it just, you know, pits players against one another that's definitely not the intention and I understand like the idea of friendly competition but when you're kind of when you got a goal in mind and you're trying to get everybody on the same page I think it's a little counterproductive but they have the Bible I get the point yeah yeah if they can put it back together right um next one Nick Sirianni takes the blame for the Eagles first loss of the season a big surprise Um, okay yeah against the New York Jets that was the first time that the Jets had ever been the Eagles Ever. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. Um, I didn't see the, there was some stuff going around like online with it, with Sauce Garner and his, his live. Did you happen to see it? I did not. I did not either. Okay. I do know Sauce is in the concussion protocol, so we're not sure if he's going to come out this week. It doesn't matter. They're in a bye anyway, so you have to come back and and heal up a little bit. Plenty of time. Yep. Mm -hmm. There are no more undefeated teams. The no Niners more. took a tough loss. Uh, last second, miss a field goal lost at Cleveland, which was a competitive game. It sucks to even call it. I mean, they kind of gave it away, right? Sure. Yeah, that missing a field goal. It was only, it was a short one, like just maybe a little better than a chip shot, probably 40 something yards, right? A very makeable kick. Very yeah. makeable kick from a, what, third round yeah. pick? Somebody they paid or they drafted to right. make those type of kicks. In the third round, as if he wasn't going to be there later. Yeah. But, so. Yeah. A tough loss. I mean, yeah. a tough loss. It shows, and we can talk about San Francisco a tiny bit as well. San Francisco, with no Christian McCaffrey on the field and no Debo Samuel on the field, do you feel I they know. were nowhere near as dynamic as they normally are? Nope. I think they're still going to, and I, and just when we get down to our eight to keep an eye on and our other uh, segments, I'm pretty, I'm still pretty confident in the 49ers. There's too many pieces. You still are going to have Brandon Ayuk, who's having a heck of a season. Still going to have George Kittle, who's doing well also. is still going to have a first-class defense. I'm not, I mean, I'm not so worried about them at all. And then I think they get the Vikings, which is a pretty soft target this week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the start of that game. There's several fights at the beginning of games this week. And uh, Debo's out there being chippy, turned into a little back and forth. And Trent Williams went out there and looked like he was breaking up the night at the end of the club. (laughs) <laughs> okay. He just pushed everybody out of the way and called right. him. As long as you have Trent Williams as well, who has a high mm-hmm. ankle, but is expected to play this week. Right. All right. So, no, I was hearing a little bit um, about McCaffrey too, ex- maybe expecting to play a Get into bit. it right now as we move on over to our injuries. Okay. I will start with uh, some quarterbacks. I'll start with Anthony Richardson, who we just right. brought up. Sounds like it might be it. It might be Gardner Minshew time for people who are invested in the cold offense. And there's Pittman. And the, who's the damn guy? That's uh, not... Uh, the second receiver there who's caught up and he's become a target. Of oh, I know what you're again. talking about. I can't think of his name. I know Downs? exactly what you're Downs. About. Josh Downs, I think it is. Yeah, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, so we'll watch out for Anthony Richardson and, and the Colts. Another one this week is Trevor Lawrence, who's questionable with a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, not having him this week at New Orleans, that changes things. I've, I've become a big fan of Jacksonville. All of a sudden, I think okay. they're very dynamic. Uh, ETN's having a very good year. Evan Ingram's having a very Super good year. Super good year. Um, I mentioned him too. But the, I've heard that they're having Lawrence practice with a brace on. He's just questionable. We'll know a little more in the next couple of days. Okay. But I, it's a Thursday night game. Ugh, so quick, we have to be careful. Yeah, nah. yeah, in New Orleans, so okay. we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we didn't see him. Another quarterback, Justin Fields. 
hand. Okay. Sounds like he's doubtful to play at least this week. It sounds like it's going to be a couple weeks. Right. The Bears were not doing well anyway. They only had one win on the season. Maybe think mm-hmm. about shutting him down for a little bit if it's bad. Can't hurt. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So on to another one. Not great to play this week is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with his back questionable. Okay. I don't know how much that really matters, but that's he'll be playing Justin Fields' team in Chicago this week, so <laughs> could have a couple backups going there. Uh, sounds like Brian Hoyer might be the guy again. For those people who watched the Buffalo game against the Giants on Sunday night, Damian Harris and his neck, how scary was that to see? Right. Yeah, he's... he's yeah, there sounds like it might be it for the season for Mr. Harris. He was mm-hmm. their third-string guy. We're just hoping and prayers for him, mm-hmm. that everything's okay. He did have a feeling in his extremities. He gave right, a thumbs, he up, gave on thumbs up on the way out. We'd love to see that, that and uh, hopefully that gets solved. Yep. You know, a move over from New England from last year. Christian McCaffrey brought up a tiny bit. Obliques, he's questionable this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll know a little more as the week goes on. But uh, I would be surprised if he played this pretty tough guy. Another great running back who's having a fantastic year, Kieran Williams in LA Rams. Yes. He's doubtful with an ankle oh, this week. I know. That's, that's so, destroyed my lineup, too. We so. might might not see him this <laughs> week. So we'll get into who to pick up as we get into the waiver wire here in just a second. Right. David Montgomery, ribs, he's out indefinitely. Yes, I Jam- saw that, too. Jamar Gibbs, was maybe. was having a great season. was having too. a fantastic season bound with a good Detroit team, a 5-1 and one Detroit team. Jamar Gibbs, maybe he's been out for a couple weeks with a hamstring. Mm-hmm. There might be some wave wire stuff there with uh, the Right, Detroit. but he hasn't even, I think the last I saw on that, he hadn't even been practicing. Hadn't those, been practicing yet. So, it, so. That, I mean, that may speak to how serious it is. Yeah, so some running back problems in, in, in the Motor City. Debo Samuel, shoulder, he's questionable. Mm-hmm. It's trending towards playing, they're saying, but it's early in the week and we'll see how that goes. And then I mentioned Sauce Gardner, but they're on a bye anyway, so we'll go through a concussion protocol and come yep. out. So. Okay, that's it for those guys. We'll move on to the oh. movers and the shakers. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. So the injury landscape is constantly changing. Let's take a look at what the impact is to the fantasy world this week with those movers and shakers. Well, with the stars this week, I'll start on a positive note, I think. So we always talk about, you know, the biggest, best, brightest, and we've got our usual suspects. You know, there's Hill for 30 points this week, Moster 36, Cup 29, Tua 31, Diggs 22, Kelsey 23. You know, it's that kind of... They always get those, you know, those looks. We expect that to come from them, right? So I think it was a mediocre week for quarterbacks, though. I think everybody was kind of like on the, meh. There was a couple that went a little bit further beyond their projections. Most people were either like right With the exception there. of Tua. Tua had a fantastic Right, that's, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But yeah. for the rest, there was yeah, only was. a couple that had great games. Tua I think had a good Goff week. had a good week. Goff Tua had a good week. had a good week. Yeah, I think, but even, I don't... What, what did Mahomes do with his numbers? So right? he had 20, I'm sorry, 30 for 40, 306 mm-hmm. yards, one TD, right. one I mean, uh, interception. Right. And those, again, he will fall into that category of the guys that we expect to shine brightest and biggest. But yeah. I think looking a little bit at the people that we, the names that we do know that get passed up and even the ones that we don't. So I feel like, like Jared Goff is one of those names, right? We know that name, but people, for whatever reason, don't associate him with being like a, a really good quarterback. They forget that he went to the Super Bowl. Went to the Super Bowl, was a very and, high draft pick. He's played very, he's had a very good NFL career. He's had a very good career yeah. and he's played great this season. He had 29 points this week, 350 yards, 353 yards, two touchdowns, right? So I... He's one of the ones I think I'll mention that I that we didn't necessarily see coming that end up being fantasy gold. See, who else do I think in, in that same category? I'm going to say Travis Etienne. He yeah. got off to a mild, right, lukewarm start. Literally on and fire. And literally is on fire. The last two games, basically, well, since week two, he's basically been on this, like, steady yep. 
tick upward, right? And then had an incredible game in that 25 to 20 upset against the Bills. Same thing, Adam Thielen. Everybody was like, old man, not going to do very much. Has since like week one, two, steady uptrend, making like significant contributions in fantasy as well. And then I noticed, well, a kind of cooling off person. I'm going to say Puka Nakua took a big step back this week. I was going to mention that as well. A Cooper Cup, seven catches, 140 yards and a touchdown this week. And yes. those catches came from somewhere. They came from what was going to Puka Nakua. That's what I'm thinking. Well, like as he, So I think that first game back, they both did pretty well. I think somewhere around 20 fantasy points or so. Yeah. And so people had it in their mind like, oh, they might be able to coexist. But I just don't think that is going to be how it turns out in the long run. I think the more Cooper Cup settles into his old familiar role, the less you'll see on uh, the Pukunakua front. I watched the second half of that game going back and forth with the other games, and he was certainly the target. You know, some staffer was looking to throw. He wasn't looking for Puka Nakua. He was looking for Cooper Cup. <laughs> right. right. So, exactly. Well, yeah, of course. Everybody reverts back to what they're comfortable with. 100%. Right? Yep. But... But I'm really just interested. I'm going to keep an eye out, see how it goes. Hopefully, maybe, you know, maybe I'll be wrong and he'll get a little bit more. I just don't see it necessarily yeah. going that way. But You go with your stars, and that's their star. So Yeah. But the, last week was the kickoff of the bye weeks. It's in full swing now. Lots of teams on bye Bye, bye, booze. Tell me about it. We've got seven, no, six. Six, six. teams are on <laughs> have buys this week. And that's a lot of manpower gone, and we've got some significant injuries that you just mentioned to contend with too. So it's time to scour the uh, waiver wire and see what gems might still be hanging around. Help. I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Help. Yep. Um, I will start with off the waiver Zach Evans. He's the running back for the LA Rams backup. We okay. just talked about what's going on there mm-hmm. with Kieran So watch out for that. John o. Smith, a tight end for Atlanta. Oh, I was one of mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had a very good week last week, a touchdown. I think it was like 50 yards or so. What does that mean for Kyle Pitts? So, Kyle, oh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Kyle Pitts because as I was putting my notes together, I meant to include Kyle Pitts as one of the people who started off cool. Yeah. And has, in the last couple of games, I think he's put up double-digit fantasy points. He has been making some improvement. I don't want to get too excited because we know what happens on the, on the Kyle Pitts front. Right. But he's not playing completely badly. No, not completely badly. Right. No, no, not completely. They have a tougher matchup this week. Uh, they're at Tampa, and Tampa's got a mm-hmm. decent defense. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But somebody to think about Janu. Kyle. I don't think it's, I'm not, I'm going to say it's not a threat, though. No, for, no, not. I think it'd be sure. Yeah. yeah. The next one I have on here is Jordan Mason. That's only if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play. He's a backup. Oh, yes. Oh, he, is so. he behind Mitchell as well, or are they? But he took the load in, in Cleveland. Okay. So you never know with Shanahan and how his game scripts are going to go. Okay. I mean, he could end up giving the ball to Debo 10 times if he plays. So, but uh, he's something to look true. at. It's, it's, it'd be a stretch. That's only if there's no CMC. If there's no CMC, then then you go that way. If, if mm-hmm. McCaffrey plays, then don't do that. Wandell Robinson, I was impressed with. He's at the Giants. Actually, have somebody to throw the ball to that can make okay. a difference. Quick, rookie. I mm-hmm. think believe he's a second rounder out of Kentucky, I think they said. Uh, he had eight catches for 60 yards against a tough Bills defense in what okay. was a surprisingly competitive game. He's widely available. They have the Washington Commanders this week. And then on the other side of that same thing, the Washington DST is widely available, and they get the Giants. Through. The New York Giants haven't okay. scored an offensive touchdown since week three. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm a fantasy manager of one Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. I'm all too familiar. <laughs> So. so what I mean, let's look at the Giants now. Their season is dressed, is quickly going away, slipping out of their hands. They're mm-hmm. one and five. 
in a difficult division again with the Eagles right. and others. Yep. They just gave Daniel Jones. I think we've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. The Daniel Jones, all that money. Contract, Saquon yeah. Barkley has all that money. Yeah. What do you do? You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think um, at coach, this point, I mean. Coach of the year last year, their coach. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Remember to the playoffs and all that stuff? Yeah. I, I just don't know what's going on. Took to the playoffs and beat the Vikings in the playoffs. Remember that? Yeah. So and here we are. Yeah, I, what could possibly be? What, what could the problem possibly be at this point? Then uh, I think they have offensive line stuff. That's always a killer when you start right. losing offensive line. That's a for sure thing. Um, I don't believe it's coaching. Oh, I think there's some management. Tyrod played okay last week. There was some that decision to I don't know whose that was or if it was a flood play, but to try to run it with ten seconds to go at the mm-hmm. end of the first yeah. half, right? Because at the two yard line, I know they were trying to score, but throw the dang ball, right? And then if it's an incompletion, then you go out there and kick a field goal. That was that was mismanagement. They were definitely had a chance against the Bills of what another upset that would have been an upset mm-hmm. week. But yeah, right. That would have put me out of Survivor League. <laughs> <laughs> but the Bills survived. The Bills are a good team. Yeah. Okay, that's all I got for the waiver well, wire. Also, what about Kareem Hunt? So I'm liking Kareem Hunt. That oh, right. I'm glad you brought so that. he rushed for 47 yards and a touchdown against the Niners. I thought, and he's been getting some touches. I think they're kind of ramping him him up. I know that Ford is out. In, Right now. Yeah. But I, I think that is a viable option, especially with so many teams and depending on what how deep the league that you might be in is. Yeah. So I think Kareem Hunt for sure. If you're in an eight-person league, probably not. But when you talk about 12, 15 and on, maybe. I think it's certainly a go if it's only for this week against, uh, if, against right. the Colts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely. If you need to running back, a lot of guys are on buys. You're sitting down as you get through this brutal stretch of, you know, bye weeks. You so then there's... About. Have you considered that? What's his uh, Keontae Ingram? Go ahead, Ingram. Absolutely, too. yeah. Took the lead for Arizona. You mm-hmm. know, everybody's on that Demarcado guy, and he played very little. So, right. Yeah. So. Right. So that's, that's another, and about. then all. So I think Kareem Hunt. I like, and I think you know, I like Jalen Warren behind Najee Harris, and if still available, and Keontae Ingram, all of those guys are less, are sixty percent or less when it comes to rosters. So widely, both have difficult matchups this week. Uh, Jalen Warren will be going to the Rams. That's tough, you Mm -hmm. know. Darren Donald and all those guys, and then Arizona plays Seattle in Seattle. So another another tough, difficult game. But uh, Seattle has been very good against the run. They made Mister Mixon do basically nothing last. But it also depends on how badly you need somebody to get you over. All (laughs) through this, yeah, Yeah. six or seven teams on buys for the next few weeks. Absolutely right. And even in the quarterback, I know that it it just pickings are slim. Mac Jones, (laughs) Mac Jones is out there. Tyrod Taylor's out there. Malik. Willis, Willis is out is there. It looks like he's going to be the Tennessee out. guy. They're on a bye this week, but it looks like he's going to be the Tennessee guy. Yeah, which I'm. I have very little faith in that uh, that play. But I mean, depending again on how badly you know you need somebody, it may be hard to just bite the bull and grab one of these guys. But if you need them, temper your expectations. Have them get you through the week. Don't mess with Tennessee unless their name is Derrick Henry. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. You should not play any uh, Tennessee player. But not not so bad though. Okay. So, well, hopefully everyone is tightening up fantasy rosters where they need to and making all the necessary adjustments to keep piling up wins as we get deeper into the season. Mm -hmm. But as things go in DFS, it's a fresh start with a whole new roster every week. So let's take a look at how week six turned out and hopefully help you find some value picks for week seven. (laughs) All right. So with DFS, for anyone who may not know, DFS is daily fantasy sports. There are tons of contests and ways to play. We cover two on our podcast here. 
in addition, that is, to the season-long uh, fantasy. But the first is to build your own lineup with a salary cap for the purchase of players, the object being to get the most value or the highest-scoring players at the lowest price, thereby building the strongest team while staying under the salary cap. So the team you build competes for the day or for the week against other players' lineups. The other format that I do is going to be one betting the over-under on a variety of player stats and projections. I use prize pick to play this format. It's super simple. Choose two or more players. Decide if you think they'll go over or under their projected stat. Then it's all she wrote. Watch the game and see what they do. So for last week, I was terrible all around. I entered a contest with 440,000 other players. I was, I mean, it wasn't too bad. I was 133,053, but that won me $0. My lineup was Tua at quarterback, Kyron Williams, And Brian Robinson at running back, wide receiver. I had Adam Thielen, Jordan Addison, and Terry McLaurin, Sam Laporte at tight end, and Hollywood Brown in the flex and the Browns defense. They combined for 139.28 points, but the cutoff to win cash was 143. So, so close. So close. So close. I was almost on, on the back end. So this week, entering a slightly more expensive contest, but smaller, only 19,607 players. It's capped at that. And let's see. So my lineup this week, I think I got a few good value plays in there. I went with Jordan Love coming out of the bye going against Denver, the worst defense in the league, right? He's going to play well. Now's the time. So now is everybody gets a chance. Now's the time. So I went with Jordan Love at only 5,800 and then went up a bit on my running back selections with Eckler, who's back at 8,600. That was a little steep for Eckler, but I like the pass catching and the running back ability there. So they play the Chiefs stuff as well. So and yeah. they play the Chiefs, right? Yeah. And then I've got Walker, Ken Walker the third at seven thousand, which is also still pretty steep, but they're at Arizona. So I'm hoping home against Arizona. I expect a big so, game from Mr. Walker. Yep. Now on the wide receiver front, I stuck to uh, let's see, some around like five thousand for each. So I want Zay Flowers. At Detroit, well, Detroit mm-hmm. at Baltimore, fifty-seven hundred. Curtis Samuel, I like, yeah, yes. Commander. Washington at yeah. uh, the Giants. He was only four thousand, so yeah. I think that was a value play there. And then uh, Watson, Green Bay at Denver, yeah. Again, so stacked with uh, Jordan Love. Hopefully, they make some things happen on the tight end front. I stayed away from the super almost ten thousand dollars Travis Jeff Kelsey. And down to fifty-seven hundred. I mean, it's a steep drop down from Travis Kelsey with Mark Andrews at fifty-seven. I like Andrews. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this week in Detroit. And then on the flex, you know, the, my pocket started getting a little thin. And I went uh, 2-2 Atwell in the flex. And then the Browns again, Indy. I like both of those. I think that's a pretty I do. I like both of those. Yeah. So we'll see how that, hand, how that goes. That's the DraftKings uh, lineup with the salary cap. And now let's see. For my prize pick over under stuff. So I was also terrible here too last week. I'll refresh your, uh, your memory. I got Pacheco. His, pro- his projection was... on the rushing yards, right? I took the over. He ended up with 62-1 on that one. Derek McKinnon, his projection was only 8.5 rushing yards, and he rushed for zero. I know, right? He did have receiving yards, but I chose rushing yards. Those are the only ones that count. So keep in mind, I'm betting all three of these players. I have one more. But in order for me to win, I would have had to get all of them right. So I knew at the end of the Chiefs game that I wasn't going to 
win because, uh, you know, Jarek McKinnon came up a little short or a lot short. He didn't get any version yards. And then lastly, I did have Tajay Spears. His projection was 27.5 rushing, and he only rushed for 15. So didn't win on that line Very either. Tough stuff. But so let's see if I can do a little better this week. And I'm changing it up. I decided to go passing yards instead. Passing yards. I like passing Which, yards. You know what? Yeah. I think I feel like it's a little harder for whatever reason than rushing yards stuff. But yeah. I took a chance here and I did Gardner Minshew. His projection is 218.5 and he's got the Browns. He's got that all day. I promise. That's a lock. No. <laughs> Against the Browns? I took the, I took you took the, the under. under? We'll yep. see. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Josh Allen, 255 at New England. That's definitely doable. That New England defense is in bad shape. No, I took the over on that one. Yeah, no Matthew Judon. They're missing a lot of pieces. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Okay. Jordan Love, projection of 235.3 at the Broncos. Took the over. Good call. Denver so. can't catch a cold. They can't stop anybody. <laughs> they can't do anything. I'll let you know. I will let you know how it uh, how it turns out. But thank goodness that uh, DFS week six <laughs> is behind me as my pockets are much tough lighter week. this week. But week. hopefully... We did better in uh, last week's eight to keep an eye on. I know we don't have the exact um, numbers of what we did then, but uh, we can make some new picks for you guys and see how uh, we do this week, giving you guys the most exciting games and the ones that we think will be most impactful and letting you know who we think will be taking it home a W this week. So I will say missing both weeks notes, we both had San Francisco and we both had Philadelphia. So there were right. two losses. Oh, well, there's two, right. Else. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here we go. Eight to keep an eye on for week seven. We'll start with the prime time Sunday night game. I'm mm-hmm. hoping for some fireworks and a fantastic game. Maybe a bounce back for Jalen Hurts and a lot of offense. The okay. Miami Dolphins at the Philadelphia Eagles. Miami Dolphins at the Eagles. Okay, this will be a good one. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think both of these teams are number one in their divisions. Let's see. It's going to be a tough game for Miami. They are five and one, but... I think the only real top-tier defense they faced is going to be the Bills, I think, right? And they lost to the Bills. And the Jets, and they threw three interceptions against the Jets. Ah, the Jets, too. Okay, yeah. one thing that uh, they may have going for them, though, is that the Eagles have been having trouble defending the pass, though. Very much And so. they are, you know, a pass-heavy team. So I think the Eagles are surrendering, what, 235 passing yards per game. That doesn't sound like much, but I think their pass rush has kind of helped to temper that. Yeah. That number. So I think um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins still on this one, though, right? Yep. Yeah. Battle of the five and one teams uh, has meaning for both of them a little bit. We're still mm-hmm. not that late in the season. We're a huge meaning, but meaning. I mean, five and one, they're both very good so far. I am also going to take the Dolphins. Uh, I believe Philadelphia is past vulnerable, mm-hmm. and uh, Tyreek himself can get 200 yards if right. need be. And I think they still have, uh, he didn't make our injury report, but Jalen Carter, right? Still. Still, yeah, still, still out, right? He's already three or four sacks and two forced fumbles on the season. Difference maker. And really. definitely a difference maker. If he's still on the injury report, that could spell a little trouble yep. for him. Too, so okay. Next one, another two good teams have started off very well. Detroit Lions at five and one, going to Baltimore to place the Ravens at four and two. I think what this was think? the hardest. This was the hardest. I'm going to take They're the Lions, though. Very similar teams, yes. in my opinion. Okay, yeah. I think they are. Listen, these are not your mother's Detroit Lions, no. though, right? So they they have been playing great, well ahead of all the other teams in NFC North, right? Yeah. At least three games on everyone else. Uh, you got to give it, Coach. Campbell, I think he has been, well, he has really made the changes that he wants to in terms of the culture there and them embracing like a winning culture in that franchise. So I think, yeah, the Lions, they have their offense up running smoothly, right direction. I know they're minus Montgomery 
with the the rib is it rib injury? Rib injury. Yeah. And uh, Gibbs also, but the he maybe maybe maybe, 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 maybe not. not. But they still have an excellent weapon in St. Brown. They still have Reynolds. They still have Laporta. I'm going to take. And uh, the Ravens D is really tough. They're in the top five. But I'm, I'm going to go with Lions. Lions, Lions it is. For me, yeah. I am going to take Baltimore and that D. Okay. Um, two very good teams. I like Baltimore at home. Mark Andrews to get some comeuppances. The Gus Bus should play okay. Okay. He's going to have to do something to keep it off Lamar Jackson's shoulders. He'll have his day, of course. Mm-hmm. I expect a very competitive game, but Baltimore in a very close one. Okay. Next, okay. next one. Old Browns, do Browns, Browns versus the Colts. I'm <laughs> um, taking the Browns on this one. Uh, both of these teams could be without their starting quarterbacks, right? So uh, I'm going to go with the team that's got the best defense then. In that case, it's going to be the Browns. Minshew is capable, though, right? Yeah. I mean, he, it's pretty much going to be him, but I just just not good enough to get past this the Browns D. So yep. uh, I'm going to go on this side. I'm going to take the Colts, even though they're missing a couple pieces. Maybe really? Jonathan Taylor has a good bounce back game. I like Minshew. I like what they're doing in Indianapolis, but another pretty evenly matched game at three and two, three and three in a division. You know, no, the no. Browns. No, okay, okay. The next one, a divisional game, the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're three and three and three and two respectively. Right. So this division, wide open still, right? Yeah. And I think, let's see. Well, it's wide open for the Falcons, Bucks, and Saints. They basically are all tied, right? Unfortunately, Carolina is the only winless team. They're the only winless team, right? The Panthers have yet to see their first win. And they can't lose this week. So, (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to take the Falcons on this one. I think they do seem to have what could be described as a spotty offense and sometimes just really like I think struggling to get into a rhythm there but um, despite that Drake London Kyle Pitts both trending upward which I like Robinson I think has been fairly consistent slowed down a little bit from the start sure. of the season. But uh, even Ritter has been productive as it relates to fantasy. A little so, bit last week, yeah. Yeah, I don't see and I don't I don't think the Bucks have the same trending upward you know, that I do see with the Falcons. So I'm going to take the Falcons, yeah, on this one. I think they'll... Lots of differences for us this week. I'm going to take the Baker Mayfield show with Mike Evans and Godwin and those guys. Home game, ramifications, Mm -hmm. that division like we just talked about, which is going to be up in... I think it'll be up in in the air all season long, other than Mm -hmm. Carolina, of course. Uh, So a a big... It has a lot of meaning, so... But and then their biggest... Target, I think, in Tampa is what Mike Evans, Mike Evans. And he's been steadily going the other way. So I think he has broken hamstrings. <laughs> it seems like so. every year he seems to slow down as he goes. Yeah. All right. Next one, which I'm excited for, I like watching both these offenses go, is the LA Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Always a competitive game. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm taking the Chiefs on this one. The Chargers are coming up that loss to the Cowboys, right? Which yep. was a really close game. They probably should have won. They probably should have. Um, I fully expect this game to be a shootout, though. So both pass-heavy offenses. I'm giving the edge to the Chiefs because they have Chris Jones, who already has five and a half sacks on the season. Yep. And I think that's, you know, that's only through five games because he set out the first week. Yeah. So, I um, yeah, I expect that um, he'll be giving half to Justin Herbert quite a <laughs> bit. So, And he's definitely, I think I saw, uh, was it on the red zone? They were putting up Justin uh, Herbert's. Accuracy when he when pressure is applied versus you know non and yeah, yeah he's definitely less efficient yeah so uh, I will yeah. roll through this time I'm going to take the Chiefs <laughs> I okay. like that defense quite a bit their offense seems to be missing some identity is another person who slowed down a tiny bit is Travis Kelsey 
32. A little bit. A little bit. I'm not saying he had a great week last week. He's still very good at what he does. Yeah. However, that offense is missing a little bit. Pacheco, a little bit okay. Rashi Rice, a little bit okay. Kadarius Tony, a little okay. But other than the old Mahomes-Kelsey connection, which is a little bit not what it was, Where's where's the yards? Where's the touchdowns? Where's the big plays? Okay. You know, the days of having that other – because when Tyreek Hill was there, mm-hmm. you know, those guys together, it was super dynamic. And the right. plays coming at you from Very every direction. fiery, yeah. And now it's kind of toned down a little bit. I do like them in this game. Uh, the Chargers can also have that fiery offense, but they, they play very well at home when I expect them to, right. to do well. And that's got to be like the natural occurrence of things, though, right? You can't expect them to be, you know, playing like that forever. No. So. No, no, I, I expect they'll get some weapons from Mahomes as time goes forward. So, but I mean, they're still the Chiefs. They're still playing very well this year, and they're in the middle of everything at five and one. So, they're only lost coming to Detroit to start the year. So, okay, the next one, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars on on a big way, although they <laughs> are underdogs in this game. The only reason they're underdogs yeah. in this game is because it's an early game. It's a Thursday night game and again. No mm-hmm. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, right? Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. Jaguars and Saints in New Orleans Thursday night in the Dome. What and I, I did, in fact, mention that. So I said I was going. I'm taking the Saints, and I know that the Jags are at four and two. They're on a the three game winning streak. Yep. But if they don't have Trevor Lawrence and do that, I think it's a knee thing, the knee, thing. knee sprain, right? Yeah. So I think they will not be able to contend with the Saints defense at all. Watching them quite a bit over the past weeks, the two games in London and then the week before that, they looked very good. I was very impressed. I thought this is a playoff mm-hmm. team that could actually make some noise this year without Trevor Lawrence. All that stuff goes out the window. Yep. So if he does not play, yeah, yeah. But either way, I'm rolling with you. I'm taking the Saints, uh, your favorite, Derek Carr. Get out there. <laughs> get, the, get the week done. More more uh, Alvin Kamara than Derek Carr, actually. Right. Playing very well and having him play well makes which people is crazy, round. right? Was yeah. that what? Well, was Alvin Kamara because before the suspension, towards the end of last season, he wasn't doing that great. No. He wasn't doing that great, but no. he since he, I mean, he seems to be turning kind of things around yeah. now. So. And he's raising the ships around him a lot. playing a little better, right? And, yeah. Know, so it's, yep. it certainly helps things. So with the Saints, they still have the good defense. All right, the next one. So, the Green Bay, so two very proud franchises, right? You know, if you're a football fan, <laughs> a lot of rings for both of these franchises. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers at the Denver Broncos. Okay. I want to take the Denver Broncos, but I can't because they have been so bad. So they're the absolute worst defense in the league and an offense that's just not playing up to its potential in any way. Should I say it? Russell Wilson last week, 13. For 22 I'm for still, 95 yards. That was yep, one touchdown he, yes, and two interceptions. That, that Russell had a, a very bad Oof. game, but I'm not going to turn on him just yet. Everybody's allowed to have one, right? So, and uh, for that matter, I think going into their bye, Justin, uh, not Justin, what's his name? Jordan Love had a terrible game as well. Everybody was so, very <laughs> talk about a roller coaster. Everybody loved Jordan Love, and no pun right. intended, to start the year, and then down. Mm-hmm. Then he has a good comeback win against New Orleans. Everybody loves him again, right? And then a terrible week, and right. now, now here we are. He did look better with Christian Watson when they played together a couple weeks ago yep. before the bye. And I mentioned that. He's back. So I think, yeah, I am going to take the Packers here. So I this must. is going to be a bounce-back confidence builder for for Jordan Love. He, he'll have a great game and win me some money in the <laughs> I also am going to take the Packers uh, mainly because, like I said last week, everybody listened. You don't bet against the winner until they lose. You don't pick a loser until they win. <laughs> so, and that's what's going on in this game. I will roll with Green Bay. Jordan Love, the okay. running game is better for Green Bay than uh, the Broncos have. Uh, oof, yeah, but Packers it is. 
All right, last but not least, Cardinals at Seahawks, a very struggling mm-hmm. Arizona team against the Seahawks team that struggled against Cincinnati a little bit last week. To keep pace with the 49ers in division, it is a big game for them at yes, home. It is Who division. do you like? All right, another division game. You know how those can be. Definitely going to take the Seahawks on this one, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the Niners are pretty comfortable and cozy at home in first place in their division. Yeah. So... I think, uh, let's see, the Seahawks, um, I think they'll get the win. They have more weapons on offense. Uh, Connor's out. The run game will suffer for sure. Hopefully, I mean, Keontae Ingram is, we'll see how much usage he gets and we'll see how productive he can be. Right now, still kind of ramping up, I think, to that. But um, let's see. Yeah, what else? Uh, DeMarcado didn't, like you said, didn't do very well. I just think this is, they'll be, Pretty overmatched, so I'm, I'm going to go Seahawks. Yeah, I think way overmatched. Joe yeah. Joe Mixon had 38 yards versus Seattle last week rushing the ball. Yeah, terrible. Okay. I don't expect much better from the Arizona but running it's, game. It's a division game, though. It, it'll it'll get you every time. Battle it'll of the birds every time. Yeah, battle of the birds. I like the Seahawks as well. Mm-hmm. They're a competitive team. They play the 49ers twice in December. That that'll pretty much be their divisional life. But they have to get these ones. They have to beat Arizona. They have to beat the Rams. You know, to, to stay because the Niners already have a home win against Arizona and a away win against the Rams. So a big one for them. But I like the Seahawks as well. Yeah. Okay. So that's our eight to keep an eye on. And now for the segment, we get the most feedback on. Everyone seems to like it very much. Mm. We get a little more player specific, make some accurate fantasy predictions, and let you know who's gonna show up, who's gonna show out, and who's gonna be a shit show. Now, who's showing up? We just need everybody to do their job. Maybe the one word that isn't in that that's implied is do your job well. It could be enough to make the difference. Who do you got? So, quarterback, show up. <laughs> Jordan Love at the Broncos. I think that, yeah, I think the, the, he, this is, again, like I was saying before, it's going to be the bounce-back game, the confidence-building game. He's been playing pretty well. He had one... Bad game going into the bye week against the Raiders, right? And I think uh, he'll get back on track coming out of the bye week against the Broncos. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he does really well and gets even closer to a show out. So, but I'm going to have him, I have him for show up this week. I have uh, Geno Smith. Okay. Yeah. I like Geno Smith this week to just show Mm -hmm. up, have a good workmanlike game, take care of Arizona. Okay. All right. All right. So running back, show up. Showing up running back, I got Bijan Robinson at the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I think he started off with being a really big, bright spot there in that Atlanta offense, but it's cooled off just a little bit. But he is either meeting or preceding his fantasy projections in about 50% of the game. Still a valuable piece at any moment. You know, he could break one loose and, you oh, know, yeah. and off to the races. So I think I expect him to be serviceable and still hitting those projections against what is still a stout uh, Tampa Bay defense, yeah. though. But so I'm going to have him show up. I like Cool. Him. I like uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Indianapolis okay. Colts, of course, at home against Cleveland. I like him to have a workman-like game. Not to use numbers from a few years ago, but workman help out. Gardner Minshew <laughs> takes some pressure off the passing game. Yeah. All right. All right. Wide right. receiver. Wide receiver. Let's say I have Christian Watson at the Broncos also showing up after missing several games early in the season, right, with a, I think, hamstring injury. He's been kind of solidly getting back on track, still hitting his projections, doing his job, right, in the weeks that were leading up to the bye coming out. Also staying on track, I think, against the uh, Broncos, maybe even up to care too. All right, I have Brandon Ayuk in the Monday night game against mm-hmm. Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. 
in Minnesota. Brandon Ayuk, like really? Yeah, All right. I like a workmanlike game from him as well. Probably, I don't know, four or five catches, 70, 80 yards, something like that. Yeah. All right, so what okay. about tight end? Tight end, uh, Zach Ers, and he's actually in the same place he was for me last week. <laughs> so I do think that he is, has become a really like dependable target. Security blanket kind of guy. Yeah, security yeah. blanket kind of guy. Now, numbers are not off the charts, but steady. Yeah. And I, I'm learning to be okay with that, especially in the uh, tight end position. So I'm going Zach Ertz to show up at the, sea, the Seahawks. Okay. I like Darren Waller, New York Giants, uh, home against the <laughs> Washington Commanders. To finally, uh, just an average game, but to help mm-hmm. out Tyrod a little bit and that New York Giant offense, which is struggling. So, okay. yeah. All right. Defense in the defense. show. Defense. So I think this is, um, I think I have Ravens to show up mm-hmm. against the Lions. Now, I do think the Lions will get the win, but I think it's going to be a very, very competitive game. They, the Ravens won't make it easy. They're not going to give it to them. It's going to be, they're going to have to work for it, but I think the Ravens are going to show up. I like um, that's my kind of game. It's a very even defensive teams. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right. For my defense, I like Tampa Bay at home against Atlanta. They're going to have to show up, slow down everything, give Baker Mayfield a chance to just play an easy game, not put anything on his shoulders. Or Baker Mayfield has to force things okay. and throw their interceptions. So yeah, I like them to show up and do what they need to do. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. All right, in the show out category right. for quarterbacks, big money. Who do we got? Matthew Stafford at the Steelers. I'm going really? show out. The Steelers defense is they're currently they're ranking near the bottom. Against right? the pass. They're ranking near yeah. the right. They're ranking yeah. near the bottom. And right, surrendering 400 yards a game, 11 yeah. TDs on the season. Eight of the eleven are passing touchdowns. So we know that Matthew Stafford can throw the ball well. We know he's got a triple crown winner to throw it to and a breakout uh rookie in Puka Nakua. Yeah. So I'm looking for him to show out on Very this good. I like Brock Purdy uh, against Minnesota, yeah. especially if you get Debo Samuel back, that'll make things. But even without him, um, I think they'll do just fine. Expect a good bounce back game from the young man in Minnesota. I think that game will be a lot of offense, both sides. I think that could be high scoring. Mm-hmm. All right. So what about running back? Running back. So I've got two in this category. Oh, boy. Aaron Jones slash A.J. Dillon at the Broncos. Oh, right. Both of these backs. guys, yes, should. Be, I mean, lar- they've been largely underwhelming this entire season. So I think that I can safely say many fantasy managers may be experiencing a twinge of disappointment here. But this is a Broncos defense that's giving up 35 fantasy points to running backs. Yeah. So they should definitely be able to get a piece of this fantasy point running back pie that uh, the yeah. Broncos are handing out. So it'll be a good opportunity to put some points on the board for both of them this week. They should either one or both should be in the show out category. If you are a fantasy manager and you see your running backs come up either against Denver or Las Vegas, it's time to start getting happy because <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be your best opportunity Agreed. to put up big yards. Yeah. Okay. For me, I like Ken Walker against Arizona at home for Seattle. He's been playing okay. very well so far and trending upward. It's pretty much a no-brainer. I think he's a top five every look this week. And mm-hmm. he'll uh, continue to put up good yards and score touchdowns. He's off to a cracker of a start this year. All right, wide receiver. Wide receiver. I put uh, Brandon Ayuk in the show out category oh, better than this I thought. week. Yeah, I think oh. that he'll do pretty well. I think the Vikings, they just seem to be in a bit of a downward spiral trend kind of thing that's been only enhanced by them losing uh, Justin Jefferson for whatever time period it's going to be that he's going to be out. Ayuk has been having a highly productive season. So Mm. I'm expecting his target share to increase, especially if Christian uh, McCaffrey is not on the field or Debo Samuel is not on the field. So any, I think that, um, yeah, this, for, if they're out for any 
significant period of time, yeah. I'm going to count on his numbers to go up. And then this one, yeah, definitely going to have him on the show out. We side. definitely saw that last week with those guys on the sidelines in the second half versus Cleveland. So right. He had a couple yep. plays, for sure. I like Keenan Allen against the Chiefs. He's going to be there. He's been their guy. If you watch the Chargers in the yeah, last few weeks, always. he's having a fantastic <laughs> year again. Um, so I like him to do big things against Kansas City. I expect that game to be a little higher scoring than Kansas City's last couple. You know. All right, tight end. Tight end, right. So, again, I'm going uh, 49ers, George Kittle at the Vikings, right? So, with like I just mentioned, with them having lost two of those significant uh, offensive pieces or components, I'm anticipating a, another workload increase here for Kittle. And, uh, I mean, in his style of play, of course, they what, they, the Vikings gave up, I think, 88 yards to Travis Kelsey. And George Kittle is no slouch in the tight end position. He plays no. smash mouth. He's going to get yards after the catch. So I'm looking for him to show out here as well. George Kittle was kind of a quiet guy. All of a sudden, is talking a lot more, find himself <laughs> in the media a lot more. But that's good. I mean, it's fun. It's, it's part of football. Yeah. I like Mark Andrews. I think this is going to be a coming out week for tight ends, period. The tight end position has been pretty slow with the exception of Kelsey so far. This right. year, Andrews one good week when they had a couple touchdowns. I think... Uh, they're going to have all over the league to be a good week for tight ends. Watch out for that. Mark okay. Andrews for me against that Detroit defense at home. The the Morrow, that's still his first look when he's there. So it's it's hard to miss because he's a huge target. And uh, yeah. Okay. So defenses to show out. Who defenses. Like? I have the Bills to show out at the Patriots. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see another shutout yep. <laughs> on this one. So yeah. I think they're going to go nuts on this very struggling, for lack of a better word, offense. So it's not, what Mac, Jones, it's not what Mac Jones said. We talked about it earlier. He said, <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you. But I took a different one, though. I mm -hmm. took, uh, no, mine. I took Buffalo as well. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's just, a, that was a pretty straightforward one. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So we got me the workout mode. Shit show time. What do you like for shit show quarterback? All right. So for uh, shit show, I took, Kirk Cousins at the Niners, actually. So we've heard over and over that they are the number one ranked defense in the league. And Cousins has already been sacked 15 times. That doesn't seem too Ouch. egregious. I think um, the league high is held by, what, Sam Howell with 34 through six games. So, uh, but Kirk can get ready to add a few more sacks to that number. He is still without uh, Justin Jefferson, of course. And I don't see the... Um, Vikings offense being able to get anything going against this Niners defense. I agree. For me, we're going to go back to what we just talked about in the show out defenses. Let's take the quarterback they're going to show out against. I took Mac Jones okay. to be the shit show quarterback. Poor guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, easy one there. Running back. Oh, Najee Harris. And it feels like I'm picking on him a little bit. I think he's found himself in this category just a couple of times. You're not me. the only one. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I think another big kind of disappointment for some fantasy managers this yeah. year everywhere but despite getting the lion's share of the touches in pittsburgh he's still coming up very short and very inefficient the so fantasy world has quickly turned on all of the pittsburgh stuff they know, loved before the year I started mean, well his stat lines are reading like you know 14 attempts and 34 yards you know one reception three yards i think that was the last his last stat line but even though the rams defense is ranked i think in the lower third or somewhere around like 21st when it comes to the run or just overall actually i'm not confident that uh harris will be able to cash in on it so no, I'm not. yeah the, i think what happened the texans when did they um they're nearly dead last against the run and they Giveaway. They average what 108 yards a game is what they surrender to running backs, and I think they didn't even come close to, to getting that off the text. And so I don't think no. they'll, they'll be able to do anything 
against the Rams either. So. I, I certainly agree. For me, it's going to be Alexander Madison, the who wanted the job. He wanted to be the guy there, right. there in Minnesota. You and know, there, not, was, there yeah. was a lot of hype, and it is not working out. Yeah. I think he has two touchdowns on the year, maybe over 100 yards once. And now here comes Fred Warner. Here comes that San Francisco defense. Yeah. I don't expect much. I mean, they disrespected him so much they brought in Cam Akers. So, <laughs> um, so we're going to say Alexander Madison. I mean, okay, on to right. the wide receiver time. Wide receiver, Devontae Parker at the Bills. Okay, oh. so I'm going to say, yeah, the Patriots have found themselves just in a whole world of hurt this season. Last place in the division. Bill Belichick talking again about pressing that reset button. Yep. Still don't see him being able to turn it around. I think he Parker is supposed to be their number one receiver there, right? Supposed he's to supposed to be their number one. He's at 13 receptions yeah. on the season, 136 so, yards. Yeah. And I checked all over to make sure that I wasn't reading that incorrectly or, I mean, it just said, it was yeah. that, that's crazy, right? There are multiple sure. wide receivers in the league putting that up in one game. Yeah. So I think, yeah, this time I'm going to yeah, take Devontae at the uh, shit show this week. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to take Drake London. I think I'm still going to do so. He had a better week last week. We talked he about did. a little bit. I think uh, that game's going to be a very slow game. A lot of running, a lot of short chipping and passing. The Atlanta Tampa game. So I'm okay. going to avoid the receivers for Atlanta. Bijan is a play for sure, but mm-hmm. not, the, not the receivers and not Drake London. Okay, tight end time. Again, this is going to be the week of the tight end, but somebody's got to do poorly. Who's it going to be? Tight end time. So this he is normally in the top, but I put it in the Hawkinson against the Niners. I just I think that the Vikings are going to have a very, very, very hard time all around. Yeah. And in this category, yeah, I'm going to say, no doubt, he's he is a standout top three defense oh, yeah, at least. Great but time. I think um, and getting all of the well the extra work from Justin Jefferson being gone, I definitely think the Niners will scheme for that, and they won't give him anything. So no. I think he's going to be the shit show there this week. Unfortunately, yeah, they're stingy when it comes. to the, the tight end Super position too. The Niners yeah. like are at 28, I think 28 yards it's a the, game for a tight it's end. It's the great linebacker play slash safety play. They just don't let him get open. And it's, they play a lot of man too. And yeah. Fred, Fred Warren's phenomenal against tight end. Okay, last but not least, the defense. Defense. And I just uh, flipped it from before and I said <laughs> Patriots. That's the Bills. They're, yeah. Yep, they're going to be, I'm not a believer in the Patriots this year on either side of the ball. So I don't think there'll be anything they can do to stop or even slow down no, the, the run, Bills. Run, so. run, run. I took the LA Chargers. They just don't have mm-hmm. much of a defense. They were able to slow down Dak, but I'm not a Dallas guy. I don't believe that offense is as hyped as they should be. They're going to have trouble in Kansas City. Um, hopefully, they're going to game serve the shootout, but I expect a lot of points on both sides there. Ooh. Okay. All well, right. All right, guys. I think that will do it for this week. Please do come back and hang out with us again next week. I think we're getting pretty good at this. I think, I think we're getting great at this. Yeah. All right. So where to find us? little housekeeping. Where to find us? We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Remember to like, follow, rate, and review us on any of these platforms. Those reviews are super important, so please do them. Not only will they help us get better, but more you guys rate and review, up the faster we move up in the podcasting charts, and we definitely want that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Aired Out Network. Support this podcast link in the show description. Thanks again for listening and all the support. Signing off, this is Joe. This is Chantel. This is the Aired Out Fantasy Football League podcast. Talk to you guys next week. All right, see you guys later. Bye. Bye. This podcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Chantel Brown, and Joe Bishop as a part of the Air It Out Podcast Network. 
Recording mixed and mastered by Wodek B. 